1: Do not push yourself somewhere where you don't want to be. For example, I realized that uh, I don't want to do any business without a great partner anymore. Three, two,
0: one. My name is Espri Devorah, host of the Women in Tech show. The show means a lot to me. The reason why I wanted to create the Women in Tech show is I wanted to create a positive piece of content. Something where people can listen and say, if she can do it, so can I.
1: I am Mike Veldhuis, business
0: owner of the Dutch IT company Nalta, and podcaster from the Netherlands. I just love the women in tech podcast by the talented Esprit Devora. It's made with passion and creativity. It gives insight into the world of inspirational women from all around the globe. But most of all, it's fun to listen to. Esprit
1: Devora truly is the girl who gets it done.
0: LinkedIn presents... Olga Bortnikova, guest host of Women in Tech podcast, and my aim here today is to talk and uh, share the wisdom of our great guests today. My guest is Tatiana Alexandrova. Tatiana is the CEO and the founder of Substance, which is built product based of brain computer interface. Tatiana, the one who has unique perspective of the future of development technology and truly. Uh, I'm truly encouraged to uh, come in conversation. Tatiana, welcome to the podcast.
1: Thank you so much, Olga. Thank you for inviting me. It's it's a huge honor for me to be here.
0: So today we will talk about technology uh, that will give an advantage where it is important to control emotions and uh, concentration in order to get results. But I thought firstly, it would be uh, helpful you just give back a little background of yourself and what do you do and uh, how did you start?
1: It's a great question, actually. <laughs> I developed together with my team, Teams, the brain computer interfaces already for five years. The way how I um, came into this industry was, um, you know, uh, I remember that it was five years ago and uh, I finished work in another tech project and uh, I realized that I want to find something what really matter at least for me something what uh, can change what can change the world something big I want to be the part of something big the most important thing that I want to build it together with a great people a great team and, um, that time, five years ago, I found, um, my ex co-founder, uh, his name is Alex, incredible man, <laughs> crazy, but very inspired, inspiring. And we started work together uh, at another project. It was about virtual reality and, uh, it was successful. The project was very successful. And, uh, I joined his team as a chief commercial officer. And uh, as the project was very successful, he offered me to join his another project, actually brain-computer interface that he started only like two months before I joined the project. And it was only a few people there, like two or three engineers who were developing something. So nothing was ready yet. And um, so he proposed me to join uh, as a co-founder and the chief commercial officer five years ago. And we started to build it together. And um, yeah, that's how it started from scratch. We had nothing. And uh, like one year ago um, when, um, yeah, one year ago, more than one year ago, we fundraised a huge amount of money for Eastern Europe. It was like eight million dollars, and you know when you see results like from scratch and then eight million dollars dollars, it's uh, it's great. And it was a lot of people over there, like sixty people, already. And um, yeah, in two years I became a CEO of this project because uh, everything went great, like sales, business development, marketing and actually R&D, which is the most important part of that. Uh, Yeah, this is the way how I went there. That's great. And uh, it looks
0: like you started, uh, you joined the team. Who was maybe your mentor or like, how did you uh, understand that you're interested in tech? It was randomly or you just was focused on that?
1: It's a great question. I'm not sure I ever thought about it. I remember that the first time when I joined the tech project i was like 23 years old i guess and uh it was randomly so it, i was just lucky I, I work in different industry before that i work in the travel industry a lot and uh, i decided to find something interesting i felt that I'm good in business development and I asked my friend maybe she can recommend me to some someone and I joined a huge company in Eastern Europe of travel as well but it was travel and tech and that's how I started but then I realized that all my life would be connected with the tech because I'm, I am f- feel myself as a visioner so I see I can see the future and I feel that I mean, like in a, in a in a good way. I can see the future. I'm not. Uh, <laughs> I think, yeah, you you understand what I mean. Yeah, <laughs> I can I can imagine some future, right? And I really feel that technology can uh, can change it. Uh, in my perspective, in a good way. Of course, it's a different side as well. But I feel that. I can change the future in a good way with the technology. And I want to be the part of that. And when I felt it, especially when I started to work with the brain-computer interface, because it's a pure innovation, right? And um, I decided that, yeah, it's going to be, it is my passion. It is.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's. Awesome. And I really want to know about uh, this technology. Uh, tell us, uh, how does it work? How that can help people to improve and uh, scale uh, in the future?
1: You know, I will um, before I start, I will give a small explanation. What is that, right? What is the brain-computer interface, actually? This is devices which can measure and catch the signals from your brain and send it to external devices, such as your phone, computer, or virtual reality headset, wherever. And uh, there is uh, two very different types of brain-computer interface. It's invasive and non-invasive. Invasive part is what uh, Elon Musk does, right, with the Neuralink. So you need to do a special operation to, to use it. What we do It's non-invasive. So it's some device that you just put into your head and you can do some stuff. Now I will jump a little bit in the future why we actually do this, why I do this, right? And some companies in the world uh, who do this as well. Uh, The ultimate goal is to replace all peripheral input sources. What do I mean by that? What do you think how fast uh, the average person can um, the native uh, English native speaker can type uh, words per minute? The average. Just what do you think?
0: I don't know, maybe twenty.
1: Almost a little bit more. Like different. uh, uh is different researchers, but average is like fifty, sixty word per minute. What do you think? How fast the uh, native English speaker can can speak words oh, per minute?
0: Oh, definitely, like twice or thir- three times faster. I think.
1: Yeah, you're right. It's like about 150 words. What do you think, how fast can we think? And it's a tricky question.
0: Wow. Maybe like, maybe five times bigger, like faster?
1: A little bit, a little bit more. Actually, it's a very, I, I will tell you the number right now, but it's a very, very, just uh, disc- like a very difficult to say uh, correctly, and there is a lot of researchers confirming that or this, you know, the numbers. But the thing is that we are thinking uh, with the images. We're not thinking the words, right? We're thinking by images. And one of the research, which I like, uh, says that uh, we think 4,000 words per minute. It's a lot, right? yeah and imagine if we can recognize and actually there is a research also not only ours that we can recognize inner speech it's super hard we need a lot of data but still Uh, imagine that you are not typing anymore you will not typing anymore you will not use your voice assistant you will just think and it happening I mean, like you're thinking, I want to talk, I want to send a message to Tatiana that we, I don't know, reschedule our, uh, something, I don't know, whatever. And it's immediately happened. So why we're actually doing this, this is a two a huge reasons for that. First thing is that, uh, there are about one, if, if I'm correct, there are about 1 billion people who are, uh, partly, um, disabled and uh, of course less of them but still very uh, it's very difficult for them to uh, communicate with the to uh, to uh, to work with the digital environment the same as we do right they cannot type some some of them they cannot like do the voice uh, recognition and we will all of them to communicate with the digital environment the same way as we are because we replace everything like there is a computer and our brain, that's it, no peripheral input sources. So we will allow a lot of people to, be, to feel real again, to feel like they're, they're human again, you know, not to feel limited. This is the first reason and the second reason why I was uh, asking you about the numbers, right? Can you imagine how much time we can um, save if we will not press the buttons? i mean like it's it's a lot and you can use this time to spend with your family with your friends Uh, we can be more we will be more efficient of course and we can use this time very very nice way
0: that's great. Yeah, I see what's inspiring you to do what you do. I'm curious, how do you um, develop yourself? Because it's really a tough question, like uh, to understand everything, you, to get a lot of information, and uh, in the same time uh, to run the company, it's pretty hard. So what kind of mentors uh, you work with, or you have a system, how you develop yourself?
1: Honestly, it's a it's a difficult question because I remember when I first became a CEO in Eastern Europe, it was uh, it was tough because uh, I work in a deep tech industry and uh, in deep tech, like at least also in our company, it was like more than ninety percent is men, right? And uh, I remember I, I became a CEO and eight of my board members were men. And I don't have a technical education, I'm not an engineer, I'm a business person. And I felt horrible, (laughs) to be honest. For the first months, it was, oh my God. It was very difficult, but then you get used to it. First of all, I'm not trying, I'm not, so to be, to give you a, a little bit more context, context. So when the war have been started, I need to leave my company in Eastern Europe and I move to US and I relaunch everything from scratch. And uh, I gather a, a new team, partly new team. And now we're 11 again, most of them in US. Um, and uh, I gather them a little bit different way. So. I, I had my mistakes. I had my bumps. And for example, I'm not trying to, to 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 look smarter than I am. I'm not trying to show them that I know something better than them, especially in tech. I mean, talking about my team, right? Especially in a in a technical uh, sphere, in a technical area, they know better than me, <laughs> and I show them that. So my my goal is to gather the smartest people together and help them to work together because, uh, tech people, they are sometimes difficult in communications and I'm trying to help them with that, to, to go through the arguments, to go through the difficulties, you know, and talking about mentors. Yes. I have, uh, two mentors for, uh, many years already, I guess more than five years and, um, the first guy, he an entrepreneur, uh he's Italian. Uh I love him so much. Um, he helped me a lot with the with the business decisions. I guess uh he knows like everything about my work, because I'm, I'm asking him. He's very experienced, and he helped me a lot with the with the decisions. The second mentor, uh, he also a guy. Uh, he is the he is the head of innovation of the very very big international company, and uh, he helps me with um, more industry advices like how to with the visions as well because i remember when i created the product advisory board which consists of uh, the leaders the innovative leaders of the world they show me you know the part of the future it's so interesting it's so excited exciting um yeah and he was a part of this uh this group uh yeah and also i decided that of course i need to understand basics plus regarding neurophysiology regarding software like data science and uh, i'm always trying to learn something but i need to be the best as you can as the sphere which um i feel it's mine my sphere it's uh, business development sales managing people and that's why also i did mba and it helps me a lot at least to understand differences of uh, different people and uh, help them work together.
0: And uh, you have pretty good uh, support team, I see. <laughs> and uh, what were your top three biggest challenges during all this time? And uh, like, can you remember this?
1: I guess the biggest challenge right now uh, is uh, so as I said, I uh, restart my business from scratch, and it's very tough uh, because uh, we are now in a stage of um, fundraising, and uh, the challenge was that to fundraise, I need to prepare something beautiful, like a beautiful demo or something, and uh, for do to do this, I need people. And I need to pay them, but I don't have money, you know, the chicken and egg. So the challenge was how to create demo with no money. And uh, for now, I can say that already half a year, 11 people, like smartest people, amazing people, engineers, data scientists, they work for free uh, for my company, because they're going to be the part of this company, of course, when we fundraise. So uh, it was a big challenge to motivate I really believe that you cannot motivate somebody you can inspire to inspire, to inspire them and to motivate myself. This is the first biggest challenge. The second biggest challenge I already mentioned is uh, when you are growing as a leader, uh, when you become from like. For example chief commercial officer to chief executive officer and uh, your peers become they're starting to report it to you and sometimes it's difficult when it's uh, happening in the same company yeah the third oh my god you should you should send me it in advance <laughs> the third ah it's very easy uh, we are talking about women in tech right uh is to not to become a man in the in the tech industry what do i mean by that uh when you are managing a deep tech company with a like you're managing actually men's with a like very tough characters they're engineers uh you become tougher and uh how not to how how to do uh when you come at home when you come home and you become a woman again, you know like this uh, gentle power um, how to f- how to feel your way of managing how to you know what I mean
0: it's a, it's a great question to balance uh, this uh, uh, feminine inside of you and uh, really men's world sometimes, especially in deep tech what helps you to overcome these challenges and uh, maybe you have some technique or instruments what helps you to uh, work with this.
1: To be honest I believe that all of three, all of these three challenges is about mental health and if you are stable inside of you you can overcome everything. And I cannot say that I'm a robot, and I never like panic or, or something or crying. Of course I do, I'm, I'm a human being. But what really helps me, first of all, like I'm meditating for eight years already, I guess. I'm trying to do it every time. My passion for the last uh, year is the sadhu nails, you know, when you're, stay- you're staying on the nails with your, with your, with your legs and uh, i really love it it's it's a it's a different topic what it gives me we can discuss it about it later but it helps me a lot uh also what i did for example today i'm in sedona right now and it's uh zero degrees by celsius so it's very cold sometimes it's snowing and there is the um, uh, in our building there is a pool swimming pool and it's super cold and today in the morning the first thing what i did when i woke up I went to swim in this, uh, almost frozen swimming pool. So I really believe that it's all about, me- so it's uh, plus yoga, plus some retreats, you know, so I really believe that the m- most important thing it's, uh, mental health, including therapy, of course, because my life before therapy and after therapy, it's different, different lives. Yeah, I guess this is the most important thing and not forget about yourself. Treat yourself.
0: Right, right. Yeah. Like uh, yourself, when you uh, think about the company, it's easy to forget about yourself and uh, not to eat every day. What can you share about the lessons that you've learned about yourself in pushing your dream?
1: Wow. Uh, can you clarify a little bit what I mean by pushing my dream?
0: yeah uh on your way to this uh, really brilliant future that's inspiring uh, you and your team uh, what kind of uh, lessons uh, you already have uh, what can you share with us
1: okay <laughs> the lessons number one the lesson number one is to be honest with yourself and do not push yourself somewhere where you don't want to be For example, I realized that, uh, I don't want to do any business without a great partner anymore. I need somebody who will inspire me and I will inspire him, him some way, I don't know, maybe her, (laughs) and it's going to be, you know, like a cycling of the energy. And I realized it 100% that I don't want to be the solo founder. Uh, I thought I can be no, uh, secondly, the work do not do not do never uh synchronize with your project i mean your project is not you Uh, and it's very hard at at least for me because sometimes when i passion about something and in the project something goes wrong i feel i'm dying but that's wrong you shouldn't be dying because it's not you yes it's your project but it's not you so you need to have some uh, something that inspire you, except of your project, 100%. Uh, lesson number three, um, people is the most important thing. I saw a lot of projects, uh, where leaders like it's more old style, old fashioned leaders. They are very dominant. They're aggressive. They're red, but in the very end yeah sometimes like it can bring them a lot of money, but not a joy in the in the in the way of this money right and if you find a great company the the great team uh it will brings you both
0: mm-hmm. yeah, I love this lesson about that personality much bigger than all the contacts around. I'm totally agree with that, and uh, I'm really ambassador of this squad. <laughs> and uh,
1: what's next for you what's next huh. well uh, now we are for you for project <laughs> both yeah for project we are fundraising right now we'll see how it's happened because uh, this year you know it's not the best year for fundraising but it's not the end of the life right and i already have a great team and if we will not fundraise we will do something else the great together and um everything gonna be fine uh for me um for me i feel that uh i'm i'm very full of energy right now and uh, this year was very hard when you were restructuring everything and starting from scratch but now I feel that I recovered a little bit, and uh, I have a full package of my energy to 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 give it to somewhere, you know, and to do something really big and really great.
0: Yeah, cool. And uh, now, quick fire
1: questions: What is your favorite book? *Man Searching for Meaning*. It's a Viktor Frankl. Okay. What is your favorite podcast or video series? To be honest, I'm not the big fan of... Um, some why I didn't get used to it, you know. I'm, I'm trying, I'm trying. And uh, when, I, when, I, when you sent me this Women in Tech, I, I listened. I was like, wow, that's cool. Podcast is cool. <laughs> so maybe the Women in Tech will be my first favorite one. Cool. Best resource for tech? LinkedIn. My friends from LinkedIn, I have a lot of friends on LinkedIn in Tech, and I see what they're posting your hobby uh, my hobby uh yoga surfing ah mm. uh, the most important cooking I love cook a lot
0: really yes yes uh I want to see this i I, I heard a lot. I've heard, but I want to try.
1: (laughs) I'm I'm thinking, actually, I'm thinking to organize, like, one in a uh, month. I want to invite people to show them how to cook, you know, something very special and unique things.
0: Yeah, uh, I will come, definitely. Okay, and uh, what's one thing the listeners can do to support you?
1: One step uh, in the life they want to have when it's... um, when they success, and definitely they will be success if they keep doing it. Uh, mention me somewhere, or just think about me.
0: Wow! And how can people connect with you?
1: <laughs> Very easily uh, in LinkedIn. I'm Tetiana Alexandrova, and in Instagram I'm Tety uh, Traveler. Great. So, Tatiana,
0: thank you again for being here and sharing your wisdom with
1: us. I Have a blast. <laughs> thank you so much for inviting me. It was very cool to talk. Hi, this is Tatiana Alexandrova, CEO and founder of the Substance BCI company. Uh, we're doing the brain-computer interface to replace the peripheral input sources. I'm based in Los Angeles, and you're listening to the Woman in Tech podcast.